So I woke up in the middle of the night and I was shaking, shaking in anger. I was so, so angry. They had been making rumors about me that weren't true and I just didn't know how to control myself. I couldn't get back to sleep. I was so confused. Why would they make my life misery? Why would they say those horrible things about me? They weren't true. And it was making my life awful. I was bubbling up and getting more and more upset, more and more angry. And I felt like I was going to explode in anger. And just at that moment, as it was about to happen, just I felt completely covered in peace. And those stories, those things that have been said about me, about Jesus and God, were actually true. And those things that had happened, although they'd happened, I kind of felt just completely covered in peace. What those friends had said to me were completely true. And I knew that Jesus was real. God was real. That actually, what was said was actually true. And uh, I woke up the next morning um, and everything I've been struggling with, all the things that were really tough in my life, actually began to become a lot easier. Now, this is a story, it's not about me, about someone that I know. Um, and uh, some family friends have been praying for this gentleman for 25 years about um, that he would come to faith in some way. And he was going through something really difficult. There were lies and rumors that had been spread about him that weren't true. And a lot of things when he, when actually he got up the next day and as life continued, became, became a lot easier for him. So just to introduce myself, I'm Johnny, married to Debs and have our son Jesse who's sat on the front row. Um, but to start us off, I've got an image uh, for you. And I wonder whether any of the young people can work out what is the link or what is common about these four photos. If you think you have it, if you want to put your hand up, anyone got an idea? Any adults want to have a guess? Oh, someone over there. Smiling. That, uh, that is one of, the, one of the images. It's not what links it all together, though. Yes, well done, Rachel. Communication, yes. So prayer is like a hotline to God, okay? And it's like we're able to communicate and talk to God, um, but we're also it's not just a one-way thing. We actually should listen as well as talk. And I think quite often when, in our, when we're praying, we forget actually to do the listening part we do a lot of the talking and not so much about the listening and when I was preparing for this preach um, I uh, looked up Pete Gregg which um, we've done some series in small groups on him um, and he's the founder of 24-7 prayer and it's an organization that encourages people to pray uh, groups churches um, and also praying for 24 hours at a time in some cases as well and um, he said um, in one of his quotes that prayer should be three things. He says, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. So I'm going to nick those three things. So thank you, Pete Gregg, if you're out there anywhere. Um, but we're going to focus on that. And just before I start, I just want to say a huge thank you to our prayer team as well. Uh, because I think quite often they get unnoticed when they're either over there. But it's not just on a Sunday morning at the end of the service. They do so many things behind the scenes praying for people. So if you just want to give our prayer team a round of applause. We're so blessed as a church to have our prayer team. So 
The first one is keep it simple. And I got some props with me, so you're going to have to bear with me because I'm going to try and put this over my clothes. So it's not how I usually wear shorts. Um, but the reason I put these on is I think if, if in an ideal world, I would wear shorts all year round because they're so comfortable. But again, I don't have to wear a belt or, or as I said, any buttons or any kind of buckle or anything. It's just nice and comfortable, quite happily walk around the house, walk around outdoors if I could. But when we think about prayer, it's keeping it nice and easy, nice and simple. This might just be down to my laziness, if I'm honest, actually, but keeping it simple. And Jesus, when he was around, his friends, his disciples said, said how do we pray? Exactly the question we're talking about today. How do we pray? And Jesus said this, in Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13. And I'm probably going to read it from a version you might not recognize. It says, Our Father in heaven, we pray that your name will always be kept holy. We pray that your kingdom will come. We pray that what you will do will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the food we need for each day and forgive the sins we have, do the sins we have done just as we have forgiven those who did wrong to us. And do not cause us to be tested, but save us from the evil one. The kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours forever. Amen. So this is the Lord's Prayer. Um, probably heard it in lots of different versions, and lots of churches use this. Um, but it's a pattern of how we can pray. Starts off by praising God, um, or saying thank you to God is another way of looking at it. We pray for his work here on earth. Uh, we pray for all our needs, and then we pray for our daily struggles. And when I was a young person, when I was a teenager, and I was struggling with, how do I pray? Someone talked to me about teaspoon prayers that you might have heard of before. T-S-P. We forget the rest of the letters, we don't need them. The T stands for thanks, the S stands for sorry, and the P stands for please. And if we can just go back to our passage, that's exactly what the Lord's Prayer is like. If you look at the first line, it says, we pray that your name will always be kept holy. So God, thank you that your name is holy. Thank you for who you are. And it ends with by saying, all the praise, um, the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours forever. So we're saying, thank you, God, for that. When we pray, we should always start from a place of thanksgiving saying, thank you, God, for what you've done. There's an unlimited amount of things that we can say thank you for. So that's thanks. Sorry, which in verse 12, it says, forgive the sins we have done, just as we have forgiven those who did wrong to us. So God, forgive us for when we've done things that are wrong. Unfortunately, all of us have done things that are wrong, but prayer is a great chance to actually say, God, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for what I've done wrong. But Help me to forgive those as well that have done wrong to me as well. So that's a sorry. And the final one is please. And there's lots of pleases in this one. So please, we pr please let your kingdom come. Please let um, what you want be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Please give us the food we need for each day. Please do not cause us to be tested, but save us from the evil one. Quite often our prayers are <laughs> full of pleases, aren't they, to God? But let's remember to say our thank yous and our sorries as well. But this idea of keeping it simple, we quite often kind of use long, flamboyant words that we don't even understand quite often when we're trying to pray. 
maybe to impress the people we're with, or maybe trying to impress God. But actually, God doesn't need that. God just wants us to keep it nice and simple. If you use bullet point prayers, fantastic. If you want to write poems to God, you do that. God, it doesn't matter how we do it, but you do whatever makes you comfortable at praying. Do whatever you think, oh, I can keep going with that. So that's the first one. Keep it simple. The next one is keep it real. So, as I said, this is a very poor superheroes outfit, but I made, made it work. <laughs> I think I'll keep that one off. because I need my glasses as well. <clears throat> but... Has anyone seen the film Incredibles? Yeah. Um, spoiler if you haven't seen it, so I apologise for that. But if you, it follows a family, and they start off a kind of life at home, normal job, kids, uh, school, all life, and then when they're actually on mission, they put on the mask, and they put on the uh, cape. Oh, well, actually, they said no, no cape, so as I said. But they keep these things on. Um, and God says, come as you are. He doesn't say, put on a mask and pretend to be someone else. He wants you to be honest. So be honest with your prayers. God knows all about you. So as I said, if you try to be someone else, or if you try and kind of be someone else when you're praying, God's going to see straight through that. So don't kind of try putting on a mask or a cape and be someone that you're not. In Psalm 145, verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to everyone who prays to him, to all who truly pray to him. I think this reminds us that, as I said, we can pray or we can actually be truly honest in our prayers. We can kind of give God, as Ben was saying, 50 or 60%, we can give him all of us. If you're angry with God, if you're upset with God, if you're excited, if you're happy, God can take all our emotions. So if you need to shout to God, shout to God. He's listening. He understands. If you want to jump and dance to God, you jump and dance to God because God can take all of our emotions. So just thinking about a few different ways we can pray. Anyone like paper airplanes? Yeah? There's a thing called paper airplane prayer. So um, if you like paper airplanes, what you do is you make a paper airplane, you write a prayer on it, you find a friend, you throw the paper airplane to them, they pray for it, you write another prayer back, throw it back, and you can keep praying. It's just one idea. If you like paper airplanes, fantastic. Get involved in paper airplane prayer. And whoever's organizing our prayer meetings, this needs to happen. <laughs> but um, the next one is balloon prayers. You write a prayer on a balloon, you blow it up, you play with the balloon, and you pray what's, what you've written on the balloons. So if you like balloons, if you like paper airplanes, there's just two small ways. There's loads of ways online that you can pray. Maybe for the adults, as I said, you can still use balloons and paper airplanes. There's no, no judgment in there. But if you enjoy journaling, writing, writing down your prayers, you can do that. If you enjoy listening to worship music, you listen to worship music and pray through that. If you enjoy being quiet and just meditating in God's presence, you can do that. There's so many different ways to pray. And what I'm trying to explain is that, as I said, by being honest, by being real, be you in your prayers. Whatever makes you comfortable, whatever you want to do as part of your prayer, you do that. Because God doesn't want us to kind of go, oh, well, that person prays like that or that person does it this way. Do what makes you feel comfortable. Right, the last one. 
So I brought my running shoes because this is probably the hardest one, keeping it up. And I haven't been out for a run in a while. Um, hopefully you can't tell. Um, but when we go, when, the more we go out for, run, for a run, the better we feel. The easier it is to run. When we're praying, the more we pray, the easier it becomes. And just like afterwards, we become more, when we go for runs, we become more fit. A lot of it is in our head. That's the same with our prayer life. The more we do it, the more prayerfully fit we become. And as I said, hopefully, like we think about, oh, I can't spend, I can't do this. I don't have time to do this. Spend two minutes. Spend five minutes on your car journey to work. Pray as you walk into school. There's so many different ways that you can find a few minutes in your day. Start with something small. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17, it says, Never stop praying. Very short verse. But it reminds us that in all situations, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, never stop praying. If you've got an important meeting with your boss, as I said, pray as you walk into that boardroom. If you've got a stressful exam about to begin, pray just as you're walking in. If you've got, you've got to meet with someone and you, and you don't know how to communicate, you don't like them, you don't know what to say, pray about it. Praying goes against all our natural tendencies, but actually it gives us a new perspective, a prayerful attitude. And as I said, keeping up is probably the hardest one because God wants to spend time with you. It's not an obligation. It's not saying you have to do this. And like quite often we go, oh, I haven't prayed in so long. And when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself because I know to keep praying is difficult. But actually, what God is, God wants to spend time with us. So when you think of it like a relationship with your parents or with your spouses or with your friends you want to spend time with them God wants to spend time with you so as we see prayer is like this hotline this communication that we can have with God and actually that is exactly what it is that chance to communicate to God so whatever makes you comfortable whatever you want to use to make your prayer life easy to engage with do it because honestly, prayer will change your life. Just as it did for my friend. Just as it's done for so many people in this room. But use prayer because prayer is a tool that God has given us. And we're so privileged that we can actually speak to God using this. And we've got so many things that resources to use to help us to think about that. Right, so remember, keep it simple. Keep it real. And keep it up. And thank Pete Gregg as well via email afterwards. But I think actually it's a chance now for us to actually get up and pray. So you might have seen as you walked in this morning, there is four prayer stations uh, kind of dotted around in each corner of the room. And in a moment, I'm going to encourage you for a few minutes to actually use those stations. And I'm going to explain them first because... As I said, there's loads of different ways to pray, and hopefully there's four completely different ways. So if you like these ideas, take them home. Feel free to use them. So over in this corner, we've got our 
prayer tree. So if you've got friends or family that need praying for, um, you can write down their name. You can write down just initials. You can just say what you want to pray for them. God knows. So it doesn't matter how you want to do it. If you want to keep it private, that's fine. So there's pens. There's leaves over there that have been cut out. Take a bit of blue tack, stick it on the tree. Hopefully we've got space on the paper. We'll find out. Don't worry if it covers other people a little bit. So that's the first one. The next one is over in that corner, which is what I call shred the sorry. So is there something you need to say sorry to God for? Is there something that you've done and you kind of go, I don't know how to deal with this. Write it on a piece of paper and then rip it up and put it in the bin or scrunch it up and throw it in the bin. Because when we are truly sorry, God has forgiven us for that. So by throwing it in the bin, you're saying, God, thank you for forgiving me, but also... As I said, it's, it's in the bin. It's forgotten about as well. Next one is over at the back over there, the clothesline of thankfulness. So we've got some poster notes and some pegs. Write down one, several, it's up to you, of things that you are thankful for and then stick it on to the clothesline there. So there's both sides. You can use both sides of the line and we've got like 100 pegs. So feel free to use that. And then the last one is take what you need. Have you come to church feeling that you need something? Is that hope? Is that peace? Is that patience? Is that faith? Is that love? Is that faithfulness? Is that kindness? Over there are little envelopes with small pouches and a verse which has a verse hopefully of encouragement. So the idea is take what you need. If you need hope this morning, you take one of the verses from hope. Take it and find a quiet space or take it back to your seats and use that and meditate on it. Because some people prefer rather than writing it actually just to spend quiet in God's presence. So there's four different areas. We've only got about five minutes. So pick the one that you want to go to first. As I said, it's going to be a bit like communion, queuing up, but hopefully we can get everyone through. And in about five minutes or so, I said, I'll give a one minute's notice just to kind of warn you that it's time to move on. So if you can get around all of them, great. I think you'll do very well in five minutes though. So they'll be left out afterwards. So I'm going to give you five minutes to kind of get up off your seats, kind of stretch out and then find one of the prayer stations. Just a one or two minute kind of window left and then we'll come back and I'll finish by praying. So don't worry if you're still finishing off. As I said, we will worship in a short while, but if you want to use the prayer stations during worship, that's fine as well. Let me quickly pray for each one of us. And as I said, feel free to use the prayer stations after as well. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you love each one of us so, so much. That you reminded us to pray and to pray to you. Thank you for the tools that we have here on this earth that we can use to engage with you. Lord, you know everything about us. You know how we're feeling, what we're dealing with, what emotions we have. Lord, so take us as we are. Use us, Lord Jesus. And I pray that we will be reminded, Lord, that we can have that continual relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen.